0: This is the Tailored Transformations podcast, where you will hear relatable transformation stories from our personal clients that will inspire you to create change in your own life. My name is Cody McBroom, and I am the founder and CEO of Tailored Coaching Method, a world renowned online fitness and nutrition coaching company. And I am proud to introduce the host of our transformation podcast, Ariel DeAmper.
1: Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Taylor Transformations. I am so excited. Today, I'm joined with one of our incredible clients, Jim, and I'm really excited for him to share his story, what coaching has been like for him and the transformation that um, he's gone through over his time with Coach Nick. So welcome to the show, Jim. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me. I'm looking okay. forward to Of course, so why don't we start off by just giving a little introduction to our listeners about who you are and a little bit about your background.
0: Um, Well, my name is uh, Jim Cusimano and I live in Miles City, Montana. I'm originally born and raised uh, in New York, so I'm a transplant. I've been in Montana about 17 years now. um, And I have uh, four kids. You know, I have a 30-year-old, a 22-year-old, and then a 13- and a 10-year-old, who so runs the gap. Um, run a financial planning company here in, uh, in eastern Montana, and a few advisors, financial advisors on our team. Um, have, you know, and my wife, uh, she's the local uh, college volleyball coach, here, um, and also a financial advisor as well. So we have, like everyone else, busy life, kids running around, and schedule is uh, very tough but uh, Eastern Montana has been great. I love it here and raising a family is really great.
1: That's so cool. I always love as a mama myself, I always love having like parents on and just like hearing that dynamic because so many times that can like stop us or like, I just got mm-hmm. it, or like working full time or whatever it is. And so I'm really excited to dive in and hear how you make all of that work with, you know, a, what sounds like a demanding career um, kiddos all across the board, you know, from 10 to 30 and um, having a wife and all of the things in between. So when you originally started coaching, what did that look out look like? Like, where were you before you connected with Nick?
0: Right. So, so I've, this is, I think, my seventh year at CrossFit. So I've been with Nick in, for a years. year. Um, and that's a whole nother story of how that started. But um, briefly, I guess it was more scheduling. Uh, the, their original location was right behind my office. A couple of friends. I was looking to get into it. I've always been active in my life, whether it's sports or, or exercise and working out. Um, and at the time in our life, we had just moved here, and it was about two years I hadn't done anything just because life way away. You know, but still, it, it's what happened, and uh, again, two friends had said, hey, you should try CrossFit because, A, um, well, it's right behind you, and they have a schedule, and they have classes, and, you know, it's what to do and pretty much that was it i never looked it up i didn't google it i didn't look into what it was and i said well, when can i go and lunch was the best time for me because i could literally pop out of here run over there work out shower and get back to work and um and so yeah that's uh, that's what that's how i started I went over there and i still remember my first baseline workout um, I remember my time. That, that was one of the things, you know, Nick and James had explained CrossFit and what it was. And then we went through the baseline workout, the row and the sit-ups and the air. It was like seven minutes and 20 seconds. And they were so pumped and motivated and said, you crushed it. And they're just so positive. Seven years later, seven minutes and 20 seconds is not such a great time for the baseline. <laughs> you know, in, in the CrossFit world, and I've improved considerably since then. That's the atmosphere that they bring and the motivation of i uh And just to fast forward to get to the coaching, I've just stuck ever since. And, and it, it started out with just, again, having someone that puts together a program, the time is right, to, again, here we are soon. Uh, so... Last year, 2022, I turned 50. So I, was, I turned 50 in January of 2022. And again, having been having been active and exercised my whole life, and then crossfit for the six years, I never incorporated the nutrition. Um, you know, I kind of ate what I wanted. I go through phases of hey, I need to lose a little weight. Oh, what's what's the hottest thing? What's what's intermittent fasting and what supplements are out. Let's do this and this. And nothing stuck, nothing worked. And also that instant gratification, you didn't see results. So it was like, you know, why am I doing this? Um, and so but when I turned 50, um, people had said to me, it was interesting. They brought in the age thing. I had some older people. Oh, you're at the top of the mountain now looking down. You know, and it's all downhill after. And, you know, that wasn't my philosophy. That's not who I am. And so, yeah, I took that with a grain of salt, but it's, um, you know, it was basically more of, you know, I'm not going to let age change me. I'm going to change the way I. Do. That's kind of, I
1: want. Oh, I love that! And, I love yeah. that line. I'm stealing that one. Yeah, sure. yeah.
0: So, so you know, just because you know you're getting older, and age doesn't. Um, and I still, you know, that was just model for turning 50 but I was still going to do crossfit and it wasn't until the summer actually when um another member from our gym who actually goes to a club for us I happened to see in the locker room as we I was he was leaving his shirt was off and I just happened to notice and I said dude you're ripped what have you been doing and it's kind of like a backhanded compliment thinking now like Dude, you you know you've changed. (laughs) You're not what you used to look like. And he told me. He said, "Well, I've been doing this program for the past." I'm like, "No way!" So I said, "Well, give me the sixty-second elevator speech." You know. And so he told me a few nuggets of you know what has helped him and what has changed for him. And I said, "You know what? You know." And then I I worked out that day and then thought about it and talked to him some more and I said, "You know, I think it's I want to pursue. I want to want to see." what it can do. I did wanna and and so then I had told Nick I wanted to do it. And it was interesting. So I told him, I remember when I said, hey, I want to try this and I did I think I just said I want to lose 10 pounds. I had a I had a weight that was and I said I think I just want to lose 10 pounds. And I gave him ultimatums. I said, hey, I'm not measuring anything. I'm not a weighing stuff, you know, that's you gotta work with me. You know, and Nick, again, being so positive and saying, no, we have the tools and resources and palm size and plate size and portion. And what happened after that, though, was I told someone that what I was doing, and they had said to me, they said, Jim, you know, it's great you're doing this, but you're paying a professional and someone that you trust to help you. And then you're giving them limitations on how they can help you. You know, know, does that seem logical? You know, and so then I said, you know, if I'm going to commit to it, you know, yes, you have those tools and foundations on that. you're going to commit to it, do it. You know? So my wife got a scale, bought a bunch of, you we know, all the measuring stuff, my fitness pal, and off I went. You know? So that was kind of the start of it.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. And this is something that is so common. A lot of people will work out, whether it's CrossFit, they're going to their gym, and there's like this, like underlying, like I worked out pretty hard. Maybe I feel like I should look different. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I should look a little better. Like I mm-hmm. should have that six pack, right? Cause I'm working that hard. And right. I think people really underplay that nutritional component of it and having the knowledge as well, because you brought up so many valid points where it's like, well, I don't know, like everyone's doing paleo. Let me try this. And like arbitrarily, like kind of just like throwing spaghetti at the wall, kind of hoping it sticks. And like you said, the motivation is very fleeting. And being in a space where it's like, I think this is right, but I'm not quite sure. It's so easy to be like, eh, whatever, let me just go back to what I'm doing. Uh, But nutrition really is empowering. So when you went in and you like kind of had those caveats of like, I don't want to weigh and measure. Was there any specific reason? Or were there any other like fears, hesitations with that?
0: I, I don't know if it was the, the excuse of scheduling time and you know what what I didn't know what it entailed. I just assumed well it's gonna take me 30 minutes now to just make one meal because something so I I I blockage of that is it. And you know.
1: Yeah, I think that's a that's I'm I'm actually really glad that you said that and we kind of touched on this. Because I think when we have an unknown, right, in our minds, we can almost like catastrophize it and make it overwhelming. And and then there, I'm just, I'm not going to go down that, right? Um, a, but This comes up a lot when I talk to clients or people about like meal prep. I think in their mind, they're like, a meal prep, okay, it's going to take four hours. I got to get these containers. I have these perfect, mm-hmm. I was like, like, no, when I say meal prep, I go to Target and I get the pre-made pre chicken and I just kind of have right. it. Bridge, right? Like it can be right, that simple, right, but right. you have to have the tools and that someone to help you kind of gauge that. And so saying like, okay, maybe this isn't as overwhelming as I, I mean, that's one thing that I always like to point out, whether whatever it is, like how you're sharing as well, like I work full time, I'm a mama to a toddler and you know, I have a husband and a family and all of these things. And I was like, I promise you, I wouldn't do it if it was miserable or terribly time consuming or hard because I wouldn't have the logistics. There's definitely ways to make it easier. And so um, kind of learning that and experiencing that is really empowering. So what was your uh, experience like as you began tracking? Did you you get really insightful? Did you learn a lot about the way you were eating prior? Oh
0: Oh, yeah, like I said, complete 180. And then the simplicity of it. So again, you know, the, the, the assumption at the beginning of this is gonna be a nightmare to I mean, my fitness pal has just been great. You can scan any almost any food and it puts right in there. Um and the measuring, you know, it's mm-hmm. once you get like for me it was well, I have certain foods that I was eating anyway and that I enjoy. And then it was just tailoring it around those foods to maybe create a little bit different, you know, um taste or, or different recipe or from it, but the, the, the measuring, and then once you, you know, I'm a creature of habit, So my weekly routine is pretty, pretty much the same. So there was a lot of trial and error, but, um, once you get through it. It really becomes now I know, you know, okay, well here, if I want to have this meal or this, bread, this thing, then you can start to just away from the actual measuring. Yeah. But, um, But it was also an eye opener to say, okay, well, two tablespoons—that's pretty much—that's a lot. I mean, you know, that was the other thing you started to see. Well, if you're having these portions, or you read on the back what a serving size is, you know, it 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 actually was an eye opener there too.
1: Yeah, it's some in the depressing way, right? When you like peanut butter, you're like, "There's no way this." Um, Yeah. What are you talking about? Scale my scale. Let me tear it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's so cool. I always like to describe tracking macros is like a skill, right? And the more you mm-hmm. do it, the better you get at it. And then subsequently the less effort it requires. Like right. I tell you, like it will get easy and effortless. Like you said, tweaks, changes, let me learn what this looks like. Now I know and I have a really good rhythm and routine to where I don't necessarily need to be in my phone every day. I kind of create mm-hmm. a plan and I rinse and repeat it. You find the same foods, you like different seasonings, you mix it up here and there. And that is a byproduct of just the reps and the skills. Like I would say, like if my Fitness Pal, if every macro tracking app got deleted for some reason, right? It all mm-hmm. went up and flames. and every single food scale in the world went up, and it, they were no longer making them. They could not do that. I would be able to maintain my weight, and I want yeah. others to feel that way too. And it's cool, like you're agreeing, you're nodding in agreeance Where yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah, because I I before. I had no. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna eat the whole avocado. They told me at CrossFit, it's avocados are paleo and they're healthy, and so I just, this whole thing. But now I'm like, okay, girl. Like, you know, about a fourth is a great portion for you and your goals, and you kind of get an idea. Like, it's when I scoop out peanut butter now, I actually use a butter knife. I like spin it around and I'll pick it up, and whatever sticks to the butter knife is generally like one tablespoon for me, right? And so just kind of learning those things, similar to like your job as a financial planner, I always like to say like. Week one of you being a financial planner after you graduated was probably like, okay, what do I do? I didn't learn this stuff in school. What is it like? And now there's so many aspects that you could probably do blindfolded. Right. right? So it's really cool when it's like that that skill aspect. So obviously, learning about nutrition, the skill of tracking all of that. Um, what have been your results as a byproduct of those things?
0: Yeah. Um, so- I'm going to back up a second and you might get to this because I want to talk about what actually happened. Cause the first six weeks of me doing this mm-hmm. and we may get into this cause, cause the scale is the devil, you know, and that's, you know, it, it, it didn't move, Okay. you know, the first six weeks. Oh, so, you know, one thing I tell people is, Oh, you know, this is, this is not Amazon prime. You know, this process is not going to happen the way you want it. And in a world where we're searching for and we crave and we get instant gratification, you have to get your mind right that um it's not. And so that was you know, one of the thing one of the values many, you know, well, is his perspective and um education um and also talking about the progress you make doesn't correlate with this, you know, what other things are you, what are you getting? At? So that it was, you know, and I, I listened to you the other day, talk about frustration and, and, you know, it's going to happen, you know, and it's part of it. And you have, you have to accept that pressure. There's a privilege, frustration. You got to accept it as a privilege. And be willing to say, Hey, the scale doesn't dictate who I am and like and how I live. I perform better in the gym. Am I getting stronger? Is my sleep better? Is my energy levels up? So many things that um, are changing internally. Then the appearance might follow after. You know, trust the process. So, you know, the first six weeks were were tough because of that. Was because we do weigh ourselves daily, Um, and that's the process. That's where the instant gratification is. You look at that, and you say, "Oh," and if your mind's not right mess with you mm-hmm. um after the six weeks and the six weeks were also a part of the trial and error and finding food that like getting into the groove of the macro counting um and then i would say it was past six weeks was nick calls it the swoosh effect it's just um well back to the six weeks i was improving though that's what it was so my focus was you know the scale wasn't moving but what was going on elsewhere well my steps were consistent was improving in the gym at at a whole bunch of different movements that we do and getting stronger and energy. Those were the wins, you know, 1% better. And that's what we concentrated on. And then it was probably then the before and after pictures started to just, you started to see in the measurements and probably two months in to three months in, um, that's kind of felt it, saw it and was like, Whoa, you know, and so, that would be some key. There's a lot of advice, but I'd say the measurements and pictures are are won't get ready.
1: Yeah. I really appreciate your openness and being willing to share all of that because it is it is very common and it is very frustrating. And being able to objectively look at other measures, right? Like how how is this improving? Anytime we're going through we want to change something. It's because we want to feel something right like I want to buy this shirt because I think it'll make me feel more confident. I want to pursue this goal because I might have more energy. I'm pursuing this type of workout. I want to become stronger, whatever it is like I I, I want I want to feel something and so when you're changing up and you're saying like this, ah I'm feeling more energetic. that's a win. I'm feeling you know more confident in this ability. Wow, I'm noticing some other things. It's that scale right? What it does is it really brings out that inner critic. That's like, see, it isn't working for you. You're not going to be able to do this. You're putting in all this work and energy and you're not getting anything out of it. And you feel like I'm gypped. And one Mm -hmm. frame I like to use is, is, okay. So if the scale never, ever changed, would you still keep pursuing these habits? What are they doing for you? And the ability to step back and say, okay, well, it is doing X, Y, and Z. It doesn't mean we need to abandon the scale. It doesn't mean that mm-hmm. the it's like bad, but being able to see beyond that. And this is where it's really cool because when you go through the, a fitness journey and you're like, okay, I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to stay consistent. You get to practice like being the person that you want, right? Like I want to be someone who is patient. What's the best way to become patient is to mm-hmm. make yourself wait right? I want to be, I don't want to be a person who acts on impulse. I don't want to say the first thing that I'm thinking. I don't want to buy the first, you know, target dollar spot gets me every time, right? I don't want to buy it just because it's there. And I don't want to just grab at food because it quote unquote looks good. Like I want to be in control and have that freedom and autonomy to control my impulses and cravings. As humans, our design is to grab. Our primitive nature is anything, comfort, pleasure, any dopamine, any one of those things we're going to grab at. And so how do you become better? You practice that. And it's so cool because then there's a, a shift where it's like, huh, I have pretty good impulse control. I can, you know, delight gratification. One of my girls called me and she was like, Ariel, I went to Hobby Lobby and didn't buy anything. Like, look at that. And so it's just so, it's so cool when you can see these character traits built up. Have you seen any of that? Like aside from, you know, you got in the groove, and we had the, had the whoosh effect, and we saw some results. How? What other results did you see outside of your body composition changing?
0: Um. Well, I mean, two two things. You know, it, it's still equated to the gym is 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 stronger, and also, um, not putting limitations on myself. And, and what I mean by that was, you know, I talked about be, becoming fifty, and 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 I was I've been at CrossFit for the six years, and yes there were small goals. Can I get one bar muscle? Can I get this? But it was like, okay, I did it. And then it was, well, I'm never going to do that. I know I'm never going to be able to. Maybe it was, I don't even want to do that. To now, I don't give a rip. I mean, I am pumped to get to the gym. I want to try everything. I want to be able to do everything. And again, back to it doesn't matter how old you are. It's like, don't You know, I don't know why I was like that in my head, but that's what it was. And now my head is clear is go there and I'm going to. And even again, it's again, 1% better. Just those things. And you don't realize what your mind does to you. And what it can do, though, when you say positive things and say, no, I can do that. I am going to try that. And I don't care if it takes three months or six months. We'll do it. And so that's been a big change. And also outside of how I handle it with my kids and just people in general, I have a better outlook. And um, I mean, I've been positive, but just more focused into being in tune and being present.
1: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Those are. So- Uh, Jim, you are my people. You are my kind of people. (laughs) I freaking love your mindset and just all the things that you're saying because it's so true. Like age really is just a number and to be so empowered by this journey is such a beautiful gift. I think there's a misconception sometimes because people will accomplish a goal and they're like, it's like they want to pursue something else, right? Like it's like, eh. and they'll say, oh, why isn't it enough? Why isn't it enough? And they say that. And it's like, no, 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 no. Let's pause here because it's not that it wasn't enough. It's that you finally shattered through a glass ceiling and you realize you can go faster. You realize you can go further, higher. Like you were saying like, hey, I don't have as many limits on myself. Like that is such a different narrative saying like, oh, it's not good enough. As opposed to like, I'm limitless. Like I Mm -hmm. can do whatever. And you have- Fall, like you fall in love with the process, right? And you fall in love with making yourself proud because the reason you did one muscle pull up and then it's like, I wanna be able to do two or three is because you fell in love with that feeling of fulfillment. You got to feel adversity, challenge, not give up and make yourself proud. And if there's ever a feeling you want to fall in love with that one of fulfillment and making yourself proud is such a beautiful gift. And so I always like to like, look at that reframe. Like that's when you realize that this is a process. It is a forever thing. And it's really freaking cool. And it's when I feel like, yeah, I'm thriving. I'm accomplishing more. I'm proud of myself. And as long as we have pivot points where mm-hmm. we check in and that's a great reason to have a coach and have that accountability and Have someone that knows you as a human, like that knows Jim and that he has four kids and a family and helps you. Just ensure that you're staying in alignment with those values, like unstoppable. There's never gonna be enough, quote unquote, enough because you deserve to live a life where you are fulfilled every single day and one without any like limiting beliefs or things. And and that'll come up. And every time you're gonna like smash through new, new levels of that. And I think that's just such a, that's such a beautiful takeaway that I just wanted to like reinforce all the listeners as you shared that, like challenge yourself. It's, if you're frustrated, it's not a red flag that you should stop. If you've never done it before, that's not an indicator that you can't. And if you've accomplished a goal and you want more, that's just as in my opinion, an symbol that's like, wow, I really do like making myself proud. I really do love showing up in this way inside and out. And to your other point about just being more positive, right? Like there's two things with that. One, you don't have to be a negative person to wanna be more positive. Like I could be like, yeah, things are okay. Like I, I, 50, 50, like things are always gonna happen but you can go from good to great. You can go from like, hey, I'm like, okay. To like, no, I I genuinely have a more positive outlook on the day-to-day in all areas of my life. And I think it's important to remind ourselves like, our brain and our innate thinking is very much so like survival, primitive, you know, like impulse, you know, negative, like we get 70,000 thoughts a day, 85% of those are negative. You're not going to become a person that sees the glass half full without intentionality.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: You know, like just kind of, is there anything that like reflecting back, is there anything that has helped you um, like kind of have that shift more so to even like leveling up or looking at things to a different outlook
0: well yeah i mean because what i mean from where i started when i told nick you know i just want to lose 10 pounds to i'm i'm gonna do it the way i want to do it to now here i am talking to you nine months it's, it's been nine months and you said it before it, it's not a diet it's not it's sustainable it's part of my life now um, and we we didn't touch on this in a but it's One thing I'll say is it's not restrictive. You know, my, my view of what it was going to be, again, going into it with a negative thought. Am I eating tuna out of a can with no lemon and dry? Am I eating, you know, rice cakes with nothing on it? You know, those are the thoughts you have. You have those negative thoughts when you associate physical change if you're trying to make with food. And it's 100% not that. No, I could tell you all the foods that I've enjoyed still and, and have and 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 still maintain, you know, this process that we're going through. It's now not a process. Like I said, Nick says it, it's a lifestyle. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that so much. What an eye-opener. And I'm glad you brought that up to people because uh again, when it comes to diet mentality, culture, different things like that, it's like, it's like, okay, like you want to lose weight. And then this comes after it's like, uh, like, I guess I have to, like, it's going to be miserable. And I think right. it's did like that, but I think if you take a look at all of us as coaches on like, like none of us, we would not do this if it was miserable. And we were like right. missing out on so much of life and like just eating lettuce and I don't know, tuna. I, I laugh. Cause it's like so many people, so many people think exactly the same. Like I'm going to have to give up, give up, give up. But it's actually the complete opposite, I believe, because we're stepping into a place where you're learning the tools and the knowledge. And as a byproduct of that, what we said earlier, it's like, that's where freedom comes from. Mm -hmm. It's not frustration. It's not guessing. It's not feeling like you're broken. I don't know. All my other friends are eating paleo and some of them are losing weight. Why am I not? I don't know. I guess my genetics, I'm meant to be fat or whatever it is. I am meant to be this, this must be it. And you just like go down that, Spiral, But when you take the time to say, okay, let me learn, let me be educated. Now there's a level of like freedom and autonomy and knowing, like we talked about no food scales, no my fitness pal. And I got this, like, that is so cool. Um, so thank you for sharing that because I know you are not alone in thinking, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. you signed up for coaching. They're like, what the heck did I sign up? He's going to make me tilapia and asparagus every meal. <laughs> right. And I'm going to do extra running outside of CrossFit. Right. All the things. Um, is there any, like, I think the journey is a lot of, it's a accumulation of a lot of different points, but is there any specific check-in week moment that was a more so impactful on your journey that was like, this was an aha moment for me?
0: Uh, I think, you know, and it, there's a lot, but the, un, the Nick's education and his perspective, and explaining what it takes to uh, calorie deficit. I mean, you know, we we talked about before all the things you can get and supplements and all these different things. It's calorie, de- it's calories, calorie deficit. You wanna if you wanna change, that's it. It starts and ends with that. But You know, you have to understand that. The other one was. It takes 3,500 calories to gain or lose a pound. And, you know, um, those two things, and they morph into the branches of, of what that means. But um, he always brings me back to, you know, how do you break down, first of all, are your calorie? What, what is your calorie deficit? Maybe it's, um, you know, you're, you you got to look at it as your weekly, right? So if you're on 2,000 calories a day, it's really 14,000 calories a week. Yes, you want to try to maintain. 2000 a day, but you know, again, that mental side. where is if one day you're like, Oh my god, I have happen, you know, you're not gonna, you know, you, it's okay. But whether it was a slip up or not, you know, you just bring yourself back. It, it, the, the knowledge of um, eating before and after my workout, like you know, is totally was a big end to eat. Um, I used to be of the, I maybe had a protein bar before class and I wouldn't eat anything else. So the morning would be black coffee, protein bar at 11, workout at noon, maybe a protein shake at, you know, right after. And then from three o'clock on, I'd eat like I was going to the chair, you know, and that was my routine. So completely a have done a 180. I mean, most of my carbs and good fats and calories are before and after my workout. And that's when your body needs it. Oh, you know? and so just Nick's, um, the, the tools that he's given really, and and you notice it. I mean, I notice it. I feel it, you know, you feel better. You feel better in the gym. You feel better after. You feel better in the- that goes back to that restrictiveness. You know, you need carbs. They're, you know, you need to have that.
1: Yeah. I always love that. Like, especially when I, I'm thinking of myself because a majority of my clients are female. And so looking at that where they're like, we carbs aren't the devil. And I was like, carbs are not the devil. We love them, especially (laughs) if you want to build a body and, you know, really have some body composition changes. We love it for energy, for fuel, all the things. And, uh, that's one thing that we definitely, um, hold as a high value at TCM. Like we always want to educate because the more informed you are, the more that this is a life skill that you're going to be able to navigate. Because if you know, if it's just like a macro coach is like, okay, eat this, this, and this. And then they don't take the time to make you a video or explain to you like what what exactly the changes are, why they're changing it. Then it's like, okay, but I'm going on vacation. What happens? I'm ordering out at a restaurant. How do I do this? And when you're equipped with a knowledge, it makes one, adherence a lot easier. And two, it gives you that skill. and And it's exciting. It's fun. It's like a whole new world where you're like, wow, I had this belief that this was quote unquote bad or off. And it was causing me to like feel restricted and then like overeat it and all this back and forth. So I love that. That was a really big takeaway from you. And obviously something that is super important to us. And I know Nick does a great job of not only explaining it, but articulating it in a way where you can comprehend and understand and always taking that lens of it's an empowering decision that we're making and it feels really good as opposed to like, no, just don't need that, <laughs> you know, what, or whatever, whatever. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. So that there were so many little like nuggets that you shared in here. Um, one of our core values or mission, part of our mission statement is that we're just like ordinary people. Kind of the way that we started up this podcast. So come in full circle, you know, we're working, we're parents, we're all of those things. And I think a lot of people just kind of go through the day to day. They're like, is it Friday yet? Uh-huh. Oh crap. It's I got the Sunday scaries. I don't uh-huh. want to go back to work on Monday. And it's almost like just the monotony of the day. And and they're not feeling those emotions that we were talking about, like that fulfillment that pride, that I don't have limits, the like excitement for things. And I think that's a huge difference in going from ordinary to like extraordinary, like to be at this place, Jim, where you are 50 and you're like, my best years are ahead of me. I'm like all about the, I'm all about that. And so what advice do you have for any of our listeners, as far as like, if they feel like they're not struggling and they're not miserable. They're just kind of like going through the day to day. And it's just like, I'm just living an ordinary life, but I want to, I kind of want to step it up. Like what advice would you give to them?
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 well, all right. So if it's, you know, equating to exercise and appearance and going through this journey is um, I mean, I'm proof. I mean, I'm proof. Do it. You got, you, you know, to you have to ask yourself. I, I, I'll put it this way: my dad, when I when I was growing up, I was making some decisions, um, and my dad would give me advice. And I'd be like, "Well, no, nah, Dad, I'm gonna do it that way." And his one question he would ask me is, "How is it working for you doing it your way?" You know? how is it? How has it been working for you? And then you know, so that would be the piece of advice. I mean, you know, people are going through that. I mean, how do you feel? How is that working for you doing it? Doing it, going through life the way that you're going through it. And you have to be true to yourself and look in the mirror and ask yourself, you know, do you want to make a change? Do you want make this, um, and, and give it a shot. You know, be committed to it. Um, it's going to be – you know, it's going to be struggles. You're going to be frustrated. That's what having a coach is for. That's, you know, again, heard what's the value? Um, you know, Nick is my go-to guy. You know, the other thing I, I say is people – you all know you can go online and get diet, get workouts, and get, and, and you just get bombarded with it. Um, at the end of the day, I go to Nick. Oh, so there have been, uh, one example is, you know, my wife was taking collagen. She takes it with her. Oh, you should try it. So I said, I want to try it. It's good for your hair and skin. So I was thinking, well, then I looked at the thing and said, oh, 18 grams of protein. I said, oh, okay. Well, then I heard someone on Instagram say, "Hey, collagen protein does not go into your macros. You don't include it in your macros. Out of soluble protein." I asked Nick, "What do you think?" So the point I'm making is, for you guys as coaches and your clients, like that's what I I rely on. Him. I'm going to him. Hey, what do you? But back to, you know, so, so yeah, you, you got to give it a shot, you, you know, try it, um, won't be disappointed, stay committed, um, do your check-ins, you know, and be open, you know, you got to be open, you know, open with the coach and don't beat yourself up is the biggest thing. And, and it happens. I mean, you do. It's going to happen. Yeah. But um, the negative thoughts you have, you have to find a way to turn them around or just know that, you are going to make this a lifestyle change. Well, again, I went into it wanting to lose 10 pounds, but now it's a lifestyle. Change. So, so I had no grandier visions of this being what it's become.
1: Yeah. And uh,
0: yeah, no, I'm thankful. So thankful that it happened.
1: Oh my goodness. That was, I, I feel like I want to, I'm going to re-listen to this one and take some notes. I feel like there's so many little like lines that I want to like quote from you. in Right. This. right I right. love that one from your dad about like, how is that working for you? If you're yeah. not feeling great, well, how is that working? Let's make a swap, yeah. let's make a change. Sure. And like you said, the way that media is available in 2023, like whether it's TikTok, Instagram, uh, like a commercial, a magazine, an advertisement, YouTube, uh, collagen is the worst thing ever. Don't take it. Collagen's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's going to save your life. Collagen can help you lose 10 pounds. Collagen to yeah. help but like having a go-to person that you know is reputable education has seen people get results has helped me get results and getting rid of all of the noise is so empowering. And then again, I have to touch on your one about just being open, like check-ins are not a pass fail, like report card. It's not like, ah, yeah, yeah. messed stop this week. Like mm-hmm. just, just, just cut it now, Jim, while we're ahead. No, it's like, I like to say like, check-in should be an exciting time because any problems you encountered over the week, like, I don't think like I could probably count on one hand, the amount of perfect check-ins I've had where it's like, yeah, I hit everything. No, it's a time to come in and problem solve and know that your coach has your best interests at heart, the tools and the resources to help you. And it's like, oh, I'm so excited to check in so we can like problem solve this, right. Or figure this out. And so I think the more open you are, the more value you get, right. And the more that you gain out of the experience. Mm-hmm. So I cannot thank you enough, Jim, yeah. just for all of your advice, your wisdom, your experience, and honestly your encouragement as a 50 year old full-time working dad with his best years ahead of him. I think it's such a, such a light and encouragement for so many of our listeners. So thank you. Thank you for hopping. Thank up.
0: you. No, thank you for having me. I'm was excited to share the story. I hope, uh,
1: like I said, a
0: lot of people take advantage of it and you know, if they decide to make that change or just they should go for it.
1: Yeah. I love that. And if you are listening and you want to, um, step into this or learn more about coaching, there is going to be a link in the description box below. So you guys can click on that and get on a free 30 minute consult with any one of our coaches, Um, We'll talk to you about the process, how it can look and work for you, um, no matter where you're at. So that'll be linked down below. I hope everyone has a great rest of their day that took the time to listen. Thank you guys. As always, we appreciate any feedback you have on our episodes and we will talk to you next time. Bye everyone.